This week on Behind the Message, Jesus is the good news. Prayer requires perseverance. Jake Hart speaks in tongues. <laughs> Jema C. I like this stuff. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Message with Daniel and Jennifer. And we are here this week coming off of our weekend of our Go service, which was a great weekend of just calling our church family to prayer. Um, and we want to encourage you guys continue with this format, with this platform um, to dive in, get into the message guides to all the resources that are out there online um, and send questions to us to Behind the Message um, to stump Daniel. So we hey, want to... Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no. So listen, listen look, look at me. I need a question to come in, a hard question marked for Jennifer. This needs to happen. You're letting me down, people. Please, I'm begging you. And hard question for Jennifer. And I'm going to plead now that that gets flipped on your head and then a hard one comes in for no, you no. this week. All right, but we- You love me. You're going to make this happen. Is this going to be a competition? It is. It's <laughs> okay. a competition. Okay. So uh, you guys do send in your very nice, polite questions um, for me and your tough ones for Daniel. And um, we're going to go ahead and jump into the sermon recap this week, which um, Daniel led us in our Go service this week. So he's going to go ahead and just kind of recap the message from this weekend. Yeah, and there's no, like, I can't even, I don't know how to call myself down, but I, I don't get to do the, like, the price is right thing you don't. for myself. And I'm not going to do it. Why not? Because it's awkward. <laughs> Well, with that, let, let, let's jump into the sermon recap. So uh, it's a prayer service. It's set apart for us as a church to come together and just pray. And so one of the things that I wanted to do in this moment as we go and pray was to remind us that the power to change lives is in the Word of God. Yeah. It's, it's in Him. It's in the revelation of who God is. It's not about me. Yeah. It's not about my competency. It's not about those things. And so we went back and just real quick looked at John the Baptist, who Jesus says was the greatest prophet, the greatest leader that Israel had had. And what we noticed was he has no miracles. He's, he doesn't have some great position. He's not speaking to a king. You know, all these kinds of things that would have been said of the other prophets or the older leaders, they weren't said of him. So what made him so special? And it was the reality of his proximity to the revelation of God, the word that became flesh, Jesus, the Messiah. He was able to say, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world and point to Jesus. And the power uh -huh. was in Jesus. Yeah. The power was in that revelation, that word becoming flesh in there. And so we, we just reminded ourselves of that and was encouraged that we have been set apart to proclaim this message, uh -huh. to share this message, but the power that saves isn't on us. Yeah. And that should be so freeing. Yeah, it should freeing. help us because otherwise we get in our own head, we overthink it, yeah. and we think somehow we try to make it about us. We try to make it about the what we'll say, how we'll say it, the relationship, the style, the meat, whatever that is, when instead we just as faithfully as a broken vessel can yeah. proclaim the word of God and trust his spirit yeah. to do a great work. And so we set up three just times of prayer. One, we prayed that we would be burdened that we recognize the lostness of the world and we pray that God would open our eyes to see the world as he sees the world. We prayed for faithfulness to make Jesus known to those who are near to us. So those are our neighbors, our family, our friends, the people who are close to us in everyday life. And we shared our Go Moments card and we talked about that at Trust yeah. Cities, our three names and kind of set our goal for Go Moments. We can come back and talk about that in a little bit. And then lastly, we prayed for eyes to see the nations. 
we recognize that separated from Jesus, we remain in sin. Mm -hmm. And just pause to acknowledge that we as individuals, as a church, are set apart, called by God to advance the gospel to every person of every tribe, of every tongue around the whole world and prayed for opportunities and faithfulness to that calling. And so those three things really guided us through the sermon and I love it. It's one of my like favorite services a as time. a church to just come together and pray. Yeah. And so I know now we get to kind of talk about what's next mm -hmm. a little bit and what we're gonna do with that. Mm -hmm. And so I wanna just jump in there and we're gonna invite Jake Hart. So some of you guys know Jake, Jake and Holly Hart. I've been here at Tri-Cities for a few years and we are in the process of sending them out. We sent them out and a few months ago, again. COVID yeah. sent them back. Yeah. But we're gonna keep sending them That's and we're right. gonna talk a little bit about just sharing the gospel and that pursuit of global gospel advancement with Jake. So let's talk about it. All right, so uh, we've had a prayer service. We're preparing our hearts, our minds to go out with the gospel. Let's talk about now, how do we do that? And just be really uh, specific and helpful for our people. But first, you've been learning some Nepali. You got, you got a Nepali greeting for us? Can you help us out? You can do I, it. I can do that. So uh, the Christian greeting in Nepal is Jemasi. So that's like greetings in the Lord. Uh, a traditional just every day on the street with like another like person you don't know the religion or whatever would be like namaste like if you've yeah. ever uh, done like a yoga video yoga. or something okay. yeah yeah namaste which is you know depends on who you're talking to what it means but that's a, just a right. traditional greeting yeah okay so yeah so you'd be like so that's like greetings in the lord how are you doing None of us know if that's correct. And if you, you know would, if that's correct, please let us know. That was really cool. However. If you're doing well, you say, Oh, I'm a licensee. So you'd be like, Oh, yes, I'm doing well. How about you? So, he well, really I, did go to India when we sent him. Like, that's he was right. really no. there. Yeah. And I'm still doing language school now. Dang. <laughs> Every morning. That's cool. I, none of us know if that's a legit thing that you just said, but it that's sounded true. cool. It sounded awesome. Okay. It's, Fairly accurate. All right, let, let's come back here for just a minute. We'll talk a little bit about like global gospel advancement in a second, but let's just talk among our friends, our family, and specifically to the context of East Tennessee. Yeah. What do we do now and how do we begin to have more of those gospel conversations, follow up with gospel conversations we've had in the past, but I'll just throw it to you guys, just be really practical, maybe use your own experience, but what kind of happens next? Yeah. I, well, for me, I've got um, two thoughts that just I left with with the message from yesterday, and it um, really convicted me, really moved me. One was um, if I wait for my feelings, if I wait for I am now excited and passionate about sharing the gospel with my neighbor. I am now um, excited and ready to go do it. It is not. I'm never going to do it because it is such an unnatural thing for me personally. Um, so if I wait for my feelings, then I'm just waiting in disobedience. And I was very convicted about that this week. So for me, a big takeaway is I'm not going to wait till I feel like it um, because then I'm going to walk in obedience, disobedience. Sorry. Um, the other one is, and we just did this last night with our family. Um, we gathered part of our kids together. They all weren't there, but, um, and shared the names that we wrote on the card. Um, and for me, Yes, share it with your life group, absolutely. I see them once a week. They are in my business once a week. Um, so we are gonna do that this week in our life group. But for me to sit with my husband and my family and share, um, this is who mom is 
praying for, and this is who mom is going to go share the gospel with. And my kids know who that is. Um, that was a scary level of accountability for me. Um, and I think that's a gift. I'm viewing it as a gift, although it was kind of scary. So I think a very practical thing that we can do just day to day is to pull in accountability around us and to just confess the fact that we are never going to feel wonderfully like passionate, I can't wait, or I'm never going to feel. I'm not going to say nobody's ever going to feel that way, but I may never feel wonderfully passionately, I cannot wait to walk across the driveway to my neighbor However, obedience says that's what I'm to do. So um, those were two huge takeaways for me about just practically coming out of prayer, putting feet to it. And it was a big deal. Yeah, it was big. Yeah, I think that's very good stuff. (laughs) And that's something that we're trying to do, even with our children who are six and four, and and modeling that, like talking about that, having those conversations with them. When we're overseas, like they see us interacting with people. And so... One of the biggest challenges, I think, especially for our kids, our students, is like really articulating what the gospel is. Yeah. So we're challenging them to go do something, and they're like, we say the gospel a lot, but I've really never had to say this out loud yeah. before. Yeah. And so last week in our Go Challenge for students, like we challenged them to go to the story and to learn something. So not just like a three circles, like a pra- like a evangelism, but just like getting the big picture down and I'm just a natural talker and so telling a story is I feel a lot more comfortable doing that than be like I didn't get this circle correct yeah. you know yeah and so like giving um I think just having the tools available um to go yeah helps yeah and great, making that step great segue to that by the way and we'll put this up on the bottom of the screen but our website tcbc um church org backslash share resources. I think I got all that right. Everything that Jake was sharing just there, um, the story, the three circles, different tools, different resources to just aid, just simple tools to aid us um, to go share the gospel with family and and with friends. And it's very powerful. So go check that out on the website. When you go, when you use resources, this is just a sometimes I'm asked, why don't we as a church just have one, like one go to? If you share the gospel enough, you'll realize that there really isn't a script. And people are real. They have all kinds of different baggage and different history and different questions. And if you just feel that you've got to stick to a very specific script, you're going to be in trouble. And so back to kind of Jake's point, you will learn the the strengths and weaknesses of all these different tools and be able to adapt based on the person that you're talking to. So rather than just like build a house with a hammer, right? Learn there's a lot of different tools to build that house and a lot of different ways to kind of get at sharing the gospel. So again, that page of resources doesn't just have one, it has a few. Mm -hmm. And so Jake's talking about kind of a doctrinal way in the three circles of getting through that. He's talked about the story, which is a narrative way of creation, fall, redemption, new creation. Great resources, learn those. It's a great step to take and getting just more natural and having those conversations. And the more you look into that stuff, the more natural it becomes. Because like you said, like, it is not like, like I don't necessarily wake up and be like, I can't wait to go talk to but a Jake, stranger. But Jake, you're a missionary. Aren't you supposed to be that way like all the time? <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah. Now, it, but, I do have a question about that. Okay, yes. So you were overseas until you weren't anymore. <laughs> That's you right. Were back. And you're going back. That's right. And now you're here and you're helping to train our students and you're involved with our church. Um, 
just a moment of vulnerability. Do you find it harder or to, to get in the mindset of, um, I'm a missionary today. I am on mission to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do you find it harder to get in that mindset overseas or here at home? I think it's hard both places. Okay. Um, because in my flesh, like, I don't want to do any of it. Hmm. In my flesh, like, you know, I've come back and, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, it's too bad, you know, God has closed this door. Like, do you want to come work for us at X church or do you want to come do yeah. this? So, like, there are good job offers coming in, but and, and would I be okay in doing that? Probably. But the, the, the thing is, like, in my flesh I want those things, the comforts, the things here. Uh, but the Lord has called our family to something else. And so... Every day is a struggle, you know. Like it's being intentional in your time with the Lord, like praying, like Lord, give me a heart for this. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not that He's worth it mm-hmm. because there are a lot of things that are worth it, but even more than that, He's worthy of it. Mm-hmm. And so, when you think about someone being worthy of something, it just takes it to a whole nother level of devotion and mm-hmm. things like that. And so, um, we pray for that every day, mm-hmm. and. Um, I'll just be in a moment of vulnerability. Like, we were in language school in Nepal for five months, and we were in for eight days. Top three worst eight days of my entire life. Wow. Wow. Top, yeah. Like, it was hard. It was hostile. Um, Like, I've struggled with all sorts of anxiety and stuff, but we're still pursuing to go back because... That's what we're called to do. And that's a supernatural, that's a yeah, supernatural response. Like, I don't want to go back. Sure. But we're going. Sure. He's worthy of it. Wow. wow. I love that thought. And by the way, that's the way you can pray for Jake and Holly. Yeah. Uh, so again, in the transition of that, they show up right as the COVID outbreak is going on. And their their team, their whole groups, all those guys are leaving the country and Uh, being sent back. So you imagine you're there eight days and then you're told you have to go back. And you're looking for a place to live and people are being hostile. You're bringing the virus in. I mean, it's it's a tricky situation. But I want to go back to one thing that you're modeling for our people in this. And I want to let you speak to it. But here's visually what you get to show them. The work of going. So when we talk about going, it's not a one-time event. You don't go and then you stop. Mm-hmm. It is a present tense verb in our life. We are constantly going. I would imagine, even if I were to play kind of a devil's advocate in this idea and say, listen, just stop. Just stop. You're back. I mean, you've moved your kids all over the place. It's been really hard. I have people telling you that. It, it, we like, do. Yeah. The country's not even like letting you in right now. Right. I mean, you can't go back if you want to right now. That's why you're here. Just don't worry about it. you got family here. It might not be safe. Just stop. But you're saying, no, we're going to continue to work to go. That models something that's beyond just global missions. That models gospel advancement in our lives. That's correct. It's just going. What, what would you say to that? Why, why are you fighting for it? So why do you work for it in that end? So I'll just like kind of play off what you're saying here. It's like we're in a unique context of being called to South Asia, mm-hmm. you know, and pursuing that. 
But that's no different than the struggles that everyone here faces yeah. in modeling. Like going is a conscious pursuit daily yeah. of going to your neighbor, of talking to your teacher on virtual classroom or your friends or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, um, I'm going to ramble just a second. Uh, you know, we have editors. We have edit. We'll fix this in post, y'all. And I just think about how, like, you can tell in the world that they're all yearning for this, but they don't know it. Think of, like, here we go. I'm a dad of a six year old girl. So, Frozen 2 is a really big deal at our house. And so, there's a song in Frozen 2 that's talking about doing the next right thing. And that sounds great. That checks a lot of boxes. But if I'm doing the next right thing in my own heart, I'm not advancing the gospel, but it's so close, you know, because God calls us to be faithful in the small things, mm. but he is faithful in much. Mm. And so it's so close to gospel truth, but it's missing the mark because it's fallen. But if we put our pursuit in he who is worthy of this mm. and we remain faithful in what he's called us mm -hmm. to, just the little things, mm -hmm. they don't have to be big things like moving your family across the world, mm -hmm. but they can be little steps like each step across the street to your neighbor is a small step in faithfulness mm -hmm. that the Lord is going to use yeah. yeah and it's like the verse um, that's always used for finances normally but where your treasure is there your heart yeah. will be also and if we invest our treasure being our time our energy our intentionality our resources daily in um, pursuing resources to learn more how to share the faith um, praying for a heart, like you were talking about, praying for a heart um, to share the gospel, praying for a burden for the lost, praying for eyes to see how God sees we're investing our energy, our time, our resources, then God has promised that where we place that treasure, our heart will follow. And, and we're just going to trust that promise that I don't feel like it today, but Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest the time to learn, to read. I'm going to invest the, the spiritual energy to pray um, to to pray for people groups, to pray for our missionaries, to pray for a heart, for a burden. And then, Lord, I'm going to trust that you're going to move my heart the direction you want it to move. Um, and that's just taking God at his word, I think. So I'm going to try to summarize what you guys are saying. So here's the thought. What's next? Mm -hmm. There is a sacrificial, grace-filled work mm -hmm. that goes beyond what we may feel. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's work. Mm -hmm. And... That work's going to lead to greater work. Hey, by the way, just a random thing. What was your first, like, job? Like, first, like you got a W-2, like your first ever job. What did you do for your first job? I was the photo clerk at Rite Aid. That's cute. Yeah. So you took, like, passport photos and things All like that? All sorts of stuff, yeah. <laughs> Trying to save it by put subs in my Jeep. It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. What about you? What were you saving up to put, uh, like, you know, subs in the no, Jeep? No, I had a car. I worked at a preschool. A preschool. Yes, I was a little preschool daycare worker yeah. when I was like 16. That's where I first started. Yeah, mm, doing nice. my first paycheck. Nice. Yeah. Sharing the gospel's work. By the way, Burlington Coat Factory. Burlington Coat Factory. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, more than coats. More than coats. <laughs> more than coats. Hey, man, thank you for joining yeah. us on this. Thanks listen, for having me. This is awesome. Church, take time to pray for the hearts. Yeah. I mean, they're pursuing and they're being an example to us. They're a great gift to us as a church. And uh, pray for them. Pray that the Lord would open up doors, would use them mightily to advance the gospel here and around the world. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Jamesy. <laughs> <laughs>
guys, we get to switch to our mailbox questions now. And um, we had a really neat one come in this week, especially coming off of the Go service, and it was this. Um, what do I do when I've shared the gospel before and they make it clear they are not interested, which is a great question, um, which goes to persevering, um, sharing in faith. How long do we keep going? And, and that's a tough question. So we have... A, an amazing guest um, right now for this segment for our mail. Our first ever mailbox. Get, no, Paul was last week. We had a guest last week, but this week for mailbox. Wait, to really build that up. Just bring it. Our first guest, but not really. Um, we have Stephanie Walding, who is the preschool coordinator um, here at Tri Cities, and she has an amazing story of how she persevered in prayer and sharing the gospel, perseverance in faith. Um, so we just wanted to give you a second to share your testimony because it was a huge encouragement, has been to us, and uh, will be to the rest of the church. So if you could just share. Sure. So um, when my husband and I first got married, um, he was not a believer. Um, he was willing to go to church, which was really awesome. Um, but he did not know Jesus. He did not grow up in the church. And so um, shortly after our wedding, I began looking for churches for us to attend. And we visited a couple places when we lived in Atlanta. And then about a year and a half later, we moved here to Johnson City and we found a church home. And we began going to church on a pretty regular basis. That just led me to um, pray for him. And, um, and I prayed. There were so many Sundays that I would sit in church next to him and just beg and plead to God, let this be the Sunday, let this be the sermon, um, you know, change his heart, open his eyes, open his ears, all those things. And every once in a while, I would, you know, we'd get in the car to go home and I would sheepishly say, you know, so, what'd you think about the sermon today? And he, more often than not, would be like, oh, I was so tired. I could barely keep my eyes open. And you talk about being deflated. Wow. <laughs> but, um, but I just kept praying. And I would ask people who knew us and knew our story to pray for him. And, um, and that went on for almost a decade. And then one Sunday... God just changed his heart. And the funny thing, I wasn't even praying for him that Sunday. <laughs> um, but God did it. And, um, and I look back on that, and I just think, um, you know, I think a lot of people view prayer as being something passive. We want to do something. And I'm an action person. I want to do something. I want to to say something, um, I want to be impactful, I want to influence, um, and so praying can sometimes just feel so just passive, but I learned it's probably one of the most like action-oriented things that you can do is to pray, and um, just really getting to see and learn that God is always working, and, um, and he hears our prayers, and we have the privilege and the honor to go before him um, on behalf of those that don't know him yet. And, um, and to do that day after day, year after year, decade after decade, you know, in my case, it only took about 10 years. Um, and you laugh, but I have friends. I think because you said only, and I'm well, like, oh my word. But I have friends that their dad, it took 25, 
we haven't even been married 25 years yet. I could still be praying. Mm -hmm. I have friends today that are still praying. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have family members that we've been praying for and we're still praying. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm always, when people tell me that they have someone in their family that's not a believer, I always say, pray, Mm -hmm. pray, pray, pray. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the most powerful thing that Mm -hmm. you can do. You know, there's this, there's this quote um, that we heard a lot when Mike and I were in Vegas, but it was, you don't pray before you work. Prayer is the work. Mm-hmm. And then God works. Um, and that's what you're, I mean, even when Jake was here, we're talking about this work. I mean, it is, it is effort. But so here's, here's a question. How long, do, when do you stop? I mean, how long do you keep going? I mean, when, when do you stop the work of prayer for, in someone's life? Mm-hmm. It's funny that you asked that because a couple of years after Pat became a believer, as he was beginning to learn and understand, he asked me one day, he's like, so when do you stop praying for things? And I said, um, my response, and it was almost instant, was, well, when should I have stopped praying for you? Wow. And, um, and I think that's how we just have to view everything is yeah. we just keep praying. Mm-hmm. Wow. Incredible, incredible testimony. Um, and thank you for being vulnerable enough to share it. And I'm sure now what an encouragement it is to your husband, but to your girls. Um, what a faith lived out um, billboard in front of the lives of your girls of just perseverance and prayer. So that's that's incredible. Um, so thank you very much. You say that. It's one of those things I want to make sure you guys just – we're able to hear a testimony of somebody who's prayed for somebody for a decade hmm. and how that comes through. I mean, I, I, no joke, the first time I can remember praying, I was praying for a lost family member. Hmm. And this morning, I'm praying for the same hmm. lost family member. Hmm. So my life uh, that I know of prayer, is there are people who you've prayed for for a long time. Hmm. And community is such an important part of that. So I don't know if my life group's listening, but there are people in my life group that have been in my life group now for six years, seven years, and I've prayed for their family or their friends or a name on their list, and we have prayed Mm -hmm. every day, every week, Mm -hmm. every year, Mm -hmm. for years now, and I'm praying for them for that person. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's a burden that begins to be formed in the awareness of that lostness, and you're part of that in community, and there's celebration. Mm Um, you know, one of my names for the last few years is on the list is I've always had Lena on my list. Lena's not on my list this time. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, there's a person who here they are, prayed for them since the day they were a little child, right? Yeah. Born and now they're a Christ follower and you celebrate that. And my life group in that community gets to celebrate that with me. Yeah. Um, there's times where that's hard. In my life group alone, uh, I think we have had four uh, people who have been on our list who have died mm-hmm. without coming to know Christ. Mm-hmm. But what was unique in that moment is even within our group, the fact that they were there, that there was a community calling them to share, mm-hmm. every one of those people heard the gospel. Mm-hmm. And every one of those people in my life group who wrote their name down shared the gospel with that person. Mm-hmm. And there was such a... Um, there was such an appreciation for the community mm-hmm. that pushed them to advance the gospel, to proclaim the gospel to that person, mm-hmm. as opposed to the lament of putting it off because mm-hmm. it didn't feel like the right time. Yeah. 
And so as we talk about all these things, I want you to be encouraged by community. I want you to lean into that. I want you to be around people who challenge you, who encourage you because they love you. They want it for you and who push you. And I want you to realize you don't ever give up. Don't ever stop praying. Keep sharing. And the Lord saves people mm -hmm. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. At the end of their life, he still works. And so hear that in Stephanie's testimony and just be encouraged. Really, be encouraged. Yeah. Um, we've got a neat opportunity now. Um, we've got a quick video that you're going to get to watch. It's it's a go moment. It's um, it's an amazing testimony by um, another person in our church that's going to be neat for, for you to be able to watch. Hi, my name's Jeremy Malone. Welcome to the Go Challenge. The question I hear a lot is, what's God's strategy for spreading the good news of Jesus Christ? And the answer is real simple. We, God's people, are his strategy. Uh, we, who have been transformed uh, by Jesus Christ, now have the privilege to tell others about Jesus Christ and his transformative powers. Uh, Paul tells us in Romans 10:1, Brothers, my heart desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. Our evangelism, or making Jesus known, begins on our knees in prayer. At Tri-Cities, we call on each other to identify th the names of three non-believers and consistently pray for them. Uh, this looks like, for me, uh, at school, really, uh, where I work, I know that God has the ability to transform lives, and I'm always looking for opportunity and boldness to share the gospel with them, sometimes just at my desk. Uh, so the Go Challenge for you really is this simple. Number one, pray for God to lay three non-believers' names on your heart. Number two, pray for God to work in their lives uh, and to soften their hearts. Number three, pray for boldness and opportunity for you to share the gospel with them. You got this. Here's the thing that you heard in the video from Jeremy Malone and I wanna make sure you catch. You are the evangelistic strategy of the church. It's not a program, it's not bring them to the pastor, it's none of those things, right? It's you, you have been given the power of the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ that changes lives. You have the good news. You have been reconciled, made right with God, and given the ministry of reconciliation. You are now his ambassadors to go proclaim his goodness. So go, I mean, go. And one resource I wanna make sure you're aware of here at Tri-Cities Baptist Church are those Go Moment cards. You can still find those on the worship guide. Go online to the worship guide, get one of those cards, print them off, take a picture of it, do whatever you do, share it in community, but think of three people, three names, three people that you would pray, God, give me the opportunity and the faithfulness to share the gospel with between now and the end of the year, and then set a goal for yourself for how often you're gonna seize those everyday moments and turn them into go moments. So use those cards, lean into the community in your groups mm -hmm. and go, be an ambassador, proclaim the good news of Jesus, lay down your life for gospel advancement. It's our calling, it's what we're set apart to do. And, and it's, I guess the summary for me is it is work. I mean, there's so many times we think things in the spiritual life and our spiritual walks should just be fuzzy feel good moments and it is diligent, persevering, sweat, blood, tears, work in pursuing the things that God has called us to. And that's not, that's not the pastors and elders telling the church, you need to go, you're the evangelistic strategy of the church. That's 
Christ. That's God's command to us is that we are the evangelistic strategy now. Um, that was his command to us. And um, be intentional about that. We've talked about my to-do list in the past, and I have to be intentional in my prayers so that it becomes um, activated. So it becomes activated. So I loved that you guys added on the bottom of the three names card, how many times and when are you going to share it? Hate it, but love it at the same time because that activates it. And the, speak to it. The accountability, like you mentioned, just yeah. sharing with your kids yeah. and how that weighs on you. Mm-hmm. It helps us. Yeah. It helps us. We probably should just be able to do it alone with just our love for Jesus and there. But if you're like me, sometimes you just find a way to let that happen to tomorrow. Yeah. But when it's in front of our kids, when it's in front of our community and we're challenging and we're part of that, mm-hmm. it's like it, it's the reminder that we're a part of something bigger than yeah. ourselves. Yeah. And so we pursue it. And so that accountability is really important. That's good. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to take our, our time's up. So I'm going to take just a minute to uh, pray scripture um, over us. And this week I'm going to pray um, one of the verses that Daniel shared um, this weekend during our go service, which was Acts chapter 4, verse 12. So I'm just going to pray that over us as we end up today. Lord Jesus, we know that there is salvation in no one else. There is salvation in nothing that we do, nothing that we say. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. It's your name, Lord Jesus. And since we know that, and since Scripture tells us that, Lord, may we be faithful to go, faithful to share, um, Put in the work and put in the perseverance in prayer, Lord Jesus. And we praise you for the gospel. We praise you for your good news and that there is no other name under heaven, but there is a name by which we may be saved. We praise you for that. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen.